1: Sit back and relax while we inject weird and wonderful science directly into your brain. I'm Ian Wolfe, and on this edition, we'll feature the politics of publishing, Russian meteorites, and more science covers. But first up, here's the news. (music) disaster from the sky in Russia. After a week expecting that the large incoming asteroid 2012 DA14 would come very close but wasn't any danger, a completely different rock from a completely different direction flashed through the skies of Russia for 30 seconds and then exploded over the city of Chelyabinsk. The Chelyabinsk meteor shower, fireballs and an explosion equivalent to 3,000 tonnes of TNT was completely unexpected. The 15-meter meteor appears to have sped its way to Earth at 18 kilometers per second, possibly coming from the asteroid belt before exploding 20 kilometers above the ground. The Scientific American estimates it had a mass of about 7,000 tons before entering Earth's atmosphere. A flying rock becomes a meteor when it hits the atmosphere and moves through the air, heating to become a bright fireball or shooting star. The fragments found on Earth after impact are meteorites. Many Russians caught the media's movement through the sky on their car dashboard cameras. The dashboard cameras capture evidence that can protect the owner from disputes with conmen and police about what's happened on the road, so they're always switched on. When the sky brightened as the heated meteor was about to explode, many people rushed to the windows to see what was causing the bright light. Unfortunately increasing the number of people wounded. When the media had its biggest explosion, there was a giant shock wave of air that blew in a large number of windows in the city, injuring a thousand people with flying shards of glass. It was the largest of several explosions as the rock decelerated and heated up. Some fragments damaged the roof and walls of the zinc factory as they fell. Two pieces caused a six metre wide crater in the frozen surface of Chebacool Lake, a few kilometres worth of Chelyabinsk city, while a third fragment slammed into the earth near a town several kilometres west of the city. It was minus 20 degrees Celsius that night, and it would have been awful staying warm in a city where all the windows had been broken and the city's gas supply was damaged. Witnesses in Chelyabinsk said the city's air smelled like gunpowder. Fortunately, the Mayak nuclear complex near the town of Azersk wasn't affected by the incident. Mayak is one of the world's biggest nuclear facilities, and it's used to house plutonium production reactors in a reprocessing plant. It's located 72km northwest of Chelyabinsk. In Russia, they're joking that the media was due on December 21st for the Mayan apocalypse, but was delayed by government paperwork. The 45 meter asteroid 2012 DA14 passed safely by as expected. Its movement was captured by telescopes in Australia, and you can see it in videos online. The B612 Foundation in the US continues to work with international astronomers in their project to identify and track all objects in space that could be on a collision course with Earth. Media showers on Earth occur fairly regularly, but it's rare for one so large to hit the Earth. Russian media-sized impacts are expected to happen about once every 50 years on average although the last one was 100 years ago at Tunguska in 1908. That was a much bigger explosion that flattened an entire forest, but it was luckier in that it was nowhere near a city, so nobody was reported hurt. Comet PanStars and Comet Ison will be visible in the skies this year. Comet Ison is expected to be as bright as Venus, but Comet pan is expected to be very bright, so it could be quite a show. Neither are expected to come anywhere near hitting the Earth. This is a story that weaves science, journals, publishing, activism, copyright, and computers. If you visited a website today, then you may have broken the 1984 Computer Fraud and Abuse Act that was written before the web was invented in 1991. Even if you don't live in America, you could be extradited there. If you wanted to read a scientific paper, you either had to pay $20,000 for a subscription, or work for an employer who would pay the $20,000 for you, or pay $30 for every article you need to read. If you're a science journalist or a GP, that doesn't add up. Some university libraries now have armed guards to keep out the public. In January 2013, American justice activist Aaron Schwartz killed himself after being prosecuted for two years by the US Department of Justice for copying thousands of science articles from an online science journal service called JSTOR. Now, science is meant to be open. It kind of only works really well when it's open. The idea is that you do your research, write a paper, get it published in a scientific journal, and everyone can read your work. But in reality, you have to pay the journal to publish you. And you also have to assign them your copyright to the article. In theory, research funded by the public is supposed to be freely available to the public. In reality, anyone who wants to read your article either has to belong to an academic institution that pays tens of thousands of dollars for a subscription, or they have to pay $30 per article. That fee might have made sense in the days of paper printing, when there was a huge cost to printing lots of paper and then distributing it around the world... But in the days of electronic publishing, when it's so cheap, where your only real costs are labour, it's not really so reasonable. It's now a $3 billion a year industry. Aaron Schwartz didn't violate JSTOR's copyright by downloading lots of articles because they don't own any copyrights. They just have licences from publishers to make journals available for a fee. Aaron also had a subscription to JSTOR's service, through his home university, Harvard, and through the university he was visiting, MIT. He was legally allowed to download articles. However, he downloaded thousands of articles, which was in violation of their terms of service. When they complained and asked for the files to be returned, he handed over the hard drive. Nobody was hurt, nobody lost any income, and yet under the 1984 law, a federal crime was committed because the scientific papers were distributed over computers. Aaron helped invent RSS and Reddit and a whole lot of other internet services. He was a human rights activist, and he worked at Harvard exposing government corruption. This 1984 anti-hacking law makes a felony of accessing a computer without consent of the owner, or with more access than the owner of the computer has consented to. Aaron was threatened with 35 years in prison by a prosecutor from the Department of Justice who had already driven another activist to suicide. Open access online journals such as the Public Library of Science allow free exchange of information and ideas and open scientific research processes and results to the public. The problem is that they don't have the prestige of the old paywalled journals in the eyes of the administrators who promote scientists through their career path. So these administrators can determine who gets grants, who gets jobs, and who gets promotions. And they care about you getting published in one of the old anti-science journals because they recognise the name. If scientists resist, they're endangering their jobs. Have you got cancer? Would you like your GP to be able to give you up-to-date advice? Well, sorry they can't, because Elsevier own the relevant papers and charge tens of thousands of dollars, or $30 per view. The UK government aimed to make all publicly funded research available to the public in electronic form by 2014. In the USA, government research funding bodies, such as the National Institute of Health and NASA, have policies that all publicly funded research must be publicly available. In the U.S. Congress, the publishing companies have funded the Research Work Act. If the Research Work Act is passed, it will ban this policy for government funding bodies by reclassifying publicly funded science as privately funded science if it's published by a privately owned for-profit corporation. The Act will make it illegal for the scientists to distribute their own papers if they were not published in a government-owned science journal. There are international petitions and protests against the big publishers and electronic open access publishers like the public library of science are showing the way forward the public knowledge project has an open access journal management and publishing system at pkp.sfu.ca
2: science is fun it helps you to learn to know and to appreciate
1: Send email to diffusion at 2scr.com, we're brought to you across Australia on the Community Radio Network, into Sydney on 2scr107.3, and podcast over the internet on diffusionradio.com. So who else has this 1984 computer fraud law tripped up? Richard O'Dwyer is a British student who created a search engine for TV and movies called tvshack.net. It ran from his bedroom in Britain. In 2010, the American Department of Justice tried to extradite him to the US to stand trial for indexing links to sites that hosted TV shows and movies, despite the fact that he didn't host any copyrighted material himself. The Department of Justice didn't go after the copyright infringers themselves. Instead, they went after the person who linked to them. He lives in the UK, and his website is hosted in the UK, and under UK law, it wasn't illegal for him to create a search engine. Now, normally copyright infringement would be a civil court matter, not a criminal matter, but again, a computer is involved, so it becomes a federal crime under the 1984 Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. He was charged in his absence in the US with two charges, conspiracy to commit copyright infringement and criminal infringement of copyright, for a total of 10 years in prison. His lawyers fought the extradition on the grounds that his website was not hosted on American computers, and so it wasn't under American jurisdiction. The US Department of Justice argued that all of the internet is under its jurisdiction because domain names are registered in the USA. The court seized his domain names and put up a sign telling visitors that it had been seized in connection with criminal copyright violations. Within four hours, the website had been moved to tvshack.cc. If you go to either domain now, you'll see the US Department of Justice notice and be redirected to a YouTube video from the Motion Picture Association of America about how you wouldn't steal a car.
2: You wouldn't steal a handbag. You wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't steal a baby. You wouldn't shoot a policeman and then steal his helmet. You wouldn't go to the toilet in his helmet. And then send it to the policeman's grieving widow. And then steal it again. (laughs) Downloading films is stealing. If you do it, you will face the consequences.
1: In March 2012, the UK Home Secretary, Theresa May, made his decision to allow the US to extradite Richard O'Dwyer to the US, to face his 10 years' imprisonment under the UK Extradition Act 2003. Later in the year, the US dropped all charges, and he had an out-of-court settlement that had him travel to the US to sign an agreement and pay $31,000. Google haven't been charged with copyright infringement for doing exactly the same thing. 2012 was the same year that Kim.com was illegally raided and arrested in New Zealand and was facing extradition to the US for criminal copyright infringement charges for his cloud internet file storage service. Kim.com had his billionaire bank account seized by the police, which prevented him from paying any defence lawyers. The police also seized his house and all of his belongings, which meant he couldn't sell anything to fund his defence. His case was so badly handled in New Zealand that Kim.com was released and had everything returned to him. Unfortunately, the US government refused to return the files because they'd already destroyed them. All of his customers lost their private files. He immediately started up a new cloud storage service, this time with encryption built in. The encryption means he can't be responsible for you misusing his service for illegal copies of a movie because he can't know what you've uploaded, because he can't decode your files. In 2013, the US Department of Justice have charged him with copyright infringement over a link to a copyrighted material allegedly uploaded to his cloud storage service. Once again, the US Department of Justice is not going after the person who stored the illegal material, nor even, in this case, the linker, but Kim.com Free's file storage service. Only this time, New Zealand armed police didn't break into his house at 4am to arrest him and steal all his stuff, this time it's civil and he's not in jail. So the UK's 2003 Extradition Act almost got Richard O'Dwyer, and now Australia has changed its extradition law in 2012 from only being allowed for serious crimes to being allowed to be extradited to the USA for even minor crimes where the prison sentence would be less than a year. The suspect can now waive the entire extradition process and their remaining rights, if they choose. This is nasty because they could be coerced into giving up their rights voluntarily to make less trouble, and to avoid the case being scrutinised. Under the new laws, you can now be extradited for peaceful political protest for the first time. In the UK, Gary McKinnon searched for US Space Command computers on the internet, that had no Windows Administrator passwords because he hoped for evidence of a UFO conspiracy. Gary claimed to have found a list of non-terrestrial officers who were assigned to ships that were not in the U.S. Naval Register. The U.S. Department of Justice charged him with espionage and, of course, computer fraud because computers were involved and he was threatened with 70 years in prison. Now, they did speak to him and his lawyer and offer him only four years' imprisonment if he agreed to come to America voluntarily. But when asked, they refused to put the offer in writing. So, Gary refused. The Department of Justice lawyers threatened him with Guantanamo Bay and all that that implies if he didn't make a deal. So, for ten years, Gary McKinnon has lived in fear of being extradited, tortured and murdered in an American prison as he fought extradition. In 2012, the Home Secretary, Therese May, sought to have the powers of the Home Secretary limited so that she couldn't intervene personally. And then she chose to intervene personally. Gary McKinnon's psychiatrist assured her that he was a suicide risk if he was extradited because he felt that if the Americans had their hands on him, his life would not be worth living. Theresa May, to her credit, had him released. And finally, Julian Assange has announced that he will run for office in the Victorian Senate. He'll be running for a seat in the district his mother lives in with the new WikiLeaks Party. If he wins office before the UK stops spending millions of dollars a year to keep him imprisoned in the Ecuadorian embassy, then the WikiLeaks Party will have the legal right to choose a different candidate for the Senate seat. What's next, WikiLeaks? What's next, WikiLeaks? What's next? Our freedom of press, our freedom of speech. What's next, WikiLeaks? What's next, WikiLeaks? What's next? next? Our freedom of press, our freedom of speech. Don't stress free the press, don't stress free the press. Let the chips fall where they may. The truth will come out, ready or not, fess up to what you say. Blaming the mirror for what you see diverts the responsibility. To stifle the leak is just double speak if you claim the press is free. What's next, WikiLeaks? What's next? And now a science cover of Born This Way by Camilla Coffin, Daniela B. Blanco T., Laura Geribaldi, and Mariana Elikhetsch.
0: Today we'll teach you the process of cell division and fertilization, which produces the origin of your being. Cause you were born this way, baby mm-hmm. Firstly, meiosis takes place And then cliffs of reproductive cells The come pairs of homologous Promises not separate from a pizza phone, they replicate and divide again Creating four gametes which contain 23 chromosomes each This song is for you to
3: learn and communicate
0: Oversus formus, ovules and sperms Mediosus formus, ovules and sperms For sperms in boys and ovule in girls Psycho-internal fertilization Sperms meet the ovule, yeah In the uvidal they become one The psycho develops now In the mitosis it's carried out And now chromatids are produced the milk and membrane disappears. Chromatids are pulled apart. This song is for you to learn and help you. A very chromatic goes into a doctor nucleus Up, they are now called chromosomes The nuclear membrane appears again The cells are still divided now give to identical cells Mitosis ends in the sleigh Cause baby, you were born this way. This song is for you to learn and help you understand The way we were all born We
3: were born this way. Cause the this day, We were born
0: this Way, hey. You this way, hey, you were born this way. Hey, you were born this way. Hey, please trust me when I tell you you were born this way. Hey,
1: and that was born this way, originally by Lady Gaga, but a special science version by Camilla Coffin. Danila B. Blanco t Laura Garibaldi, and Mariana Elikesh. You can find the video online on YouTube and on Diffusionradio.com. And that's all from us this time on Diffusion. If you'd like to contribute to the show, we need more volunteers on Diffusion. You can send your contributions, congratulations, standing ovations, gasps of amazement, and helpful suggestions to Diffusion at 2SCR.com. That's Diffusion at 2SCR.com. Subscribe to our podcast on the Diffusion website, www.diffusionradio.com. That's www.diffusionradio.com. I produce Diffusion in the studios of 2SCR in Sydney, and Diffusion is broadcast nationally via the Community Radio Network. I'm Ian Wolfe. Join us inside your audio device of choice for more Science Wondering next week on Diffusion Science Radio.
2: Looking at the URL, the first thing that sticks out is the colon. And how about a slashing or cutting sound for the slashes? To complete the experience, we might throw in the HTTP and maybe some kind of download sound. www.diffusionradio.com Lachlan Watmore on guitar.